24 hours a day. Radio Contact. This week's Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Rob, you okay, mate? Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, we're doing this just after the game against Huddersfield. Uh, a bit like uh, what they say about buses. You wait ages for one, then two come along at once. That's what this podcast is uh, is at the moment. Yeah, it's unusual for us to do a podcast straight after the game, isn't it? We're normally waiting a few days and you start to forget what's happened then. So, uh, yeah, but you've got any jolly days this week. We've got to uh, we've got to get it out. So these things uh, need to happen quickly. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be looking uh, back at the victory against the uh, Huddersfield Giants today uh, and we're going to preview the game against uh, Hull on Saturday. So plenty of, uh, to talk about. Uh, so shall we start with the, uh, the victory against Huddersfield uh, today? Yeah, certainly, mate. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were victorious. They beat Huddersfield Giants 32 points to 12 uh, today at, well, yesterday at the AJ Bell Stadium. Fantastic result for Ian Watson's men. Uh, just what they need as they continue their rise up the uh, Super League table. Yeah, it was a nerve-wracking game, I thought, today. Both sides... You know, had a lot on this game, didn't they? For different reasons, really. Huddersfield just uh, just above the relegation sort of mire at the moment, two points in front of uh, London Broncos going into today's game. Salford knew what they had to do with Catalans losing uh, on, on Friday night. Casford obviously won yesterday in their, their match against uh, London Broncos. So Salford knew that a win would take them into fifth place and, and leapfrogging Catalans. So uh, they knew exactly what they had to do, which was a, which was a pressure in itself, I suppose. And you know, Huddersfield were a desperate side at times, but to, to, to get the result in a game where it looked like it was going away from us for, for a period in that second half was a, was a very pleasing, but, you know, a very, very nerve-wracking afternoon. Yeah, Salford's uh, lineup was Niall Evels at full-back, Daryl Olferch, Chris Welland, Jake Bibby, Christian Inu, Jackson Hastings, Lola Hia, uh, Gil Dudson, Logan Tompkins, Adam Walker, Josh Jones, Ryan Lannan and Mark Flanagan on the bench, Tyrone McCarthy, Lee Mossop, Josh Johnson and Joey Lusick, uh, Paul. Uh, Salford opened the the, uh, the scoring with a penalty from Inu after five minutes, and then Logan Tompkins, uh, with his first try of the season uh, for Salford, skipping his way over, diving over by uh, by the post. Fantastic start for Salford. It was a good start, yeah. I can't believe that's Logan Tompkins' first try of the season. I that's uh, that's a stat you've. Uh baffled me with there Rob but uh, but yeah it was good to see Logan get over the trial and we did we looked, we looked good in that, that sort of first opening 10-15 minutes of the game Huddersfield were struggling to, to deal with we had a lot of possession didn't we and uh, you know, I thought we bombed a few chances as well there was quite a few errors in the opening 20 minutes of the game from both sides really you know I think Huddersfield come up with a few knock-ons and 
deep in their own half, and then we made a mistake on the, on the first sort of tackle of the next set. So, um, so it was, as I said, it was a very tense afternoon. It wasn't both sides knew there was a lot of game, and you could tell that in the, in the way both sides played. Our attacking play wasn't as free flowing as it was at London Broncos last week, but I hand a bit of credit to, to Huddersfield. They were very resilient, weren't they, in the way that they came. I think they tried to drag us into to the arm wrestle, really. Yeah, obviously, like you said, Huddersfield kind of like very sort of nitty gritty, aren't they? You know, there's nothing special about Huddersfield. Giants just try and grind you down. And, you know, we did get into a bit of an arm wrestle at one point with them. Uh, and, you know, they were kind of on top for, for a little period of the game, um, especially going up to half time with the, um, the try uh, from the uh, the fullback. Um, Mac- who? Macintosh. Macintosh. I thought it was fantastic throughout. Scored a fantastic try in the corner. Uh, and obviously set up the uh, the second try for Huddersfield as well. Constant danger for them. Well, yeah, he's, a, he's their regular fullback in number one. He was playing on the wing today. They had Lee Gaskell at fullback, which I thought was a surprise. Gaskell's back in a very good one at that. And I don't think the fullback's in position, really. He looked a bit a bit like a duck out of water at times. But he's a very clever player, is Lee Gaskell, and he was dangerous again today and had his hand in some of the, the good work that Huddersfield Giants did, but no, that try from McIntosh got Huddersfield right back into the game there, sort of as the uh, as the as the halftime hooter sort of progressed towards the halftime hooter. But luckily, we got a, a penalty goal, didn't we, from um, Chris Ninu from about forty odd yards out, wasn't it, to uh, to just edges in front of ten points to six, just gives a little cushion going into the break. Yeah, obviously important. Obviously, we went in at halftime in front. Uh, I think Ian Ian Watson's men, you know, deserved it in that in that first forty minutes. Uh, but like we said, Huddersfield grind you down. They're always there and thereabouts, aren't they? Uh, and they came out in that second half, had a try from Russell after that fantastic break um, by McIntosh. And they took the lead with, what, 50, they were in front without 15 minutes to go. And there was a lot of pressure building, weren't they, uh, on the on the Salford team? There certainly was. And sometimes it's how you deal with that pressure, isn't it? A lot of these players haven't been in this situation before, have they? And it's the business end of the season now, isn't it? What, five games to go for after today? So you are looking at, at matches now where you can't really afford to, to, to blow the games. There's no margin for error now. You've got to get the results, haven't you? Because Castleford are winning matches. We're going to win in matches. Hull, Warrington, St. Helens, all these sides that are going for the top five. They're consistent and they'll string sort of six or seven wins together. And, and that's something we've got to do now if we want to finish in this top five. And, Huddersfield, you know, they're desperate, aren't they? And, you know, like you said, they're quite a workman-like side, but they've also got some talented players as well and some some international players in that side, haven't they? If you look at the likes of Jermaine McGilvery, and I know we didn't play today, Leroy could joke because he's injured, but you know, McGilvery's an excellent player, isn't he? And, uh, you know, people like that, you've got to watch them. They've got some talented youngsters in that side, like Huddersfield side, particularly in the, in the pack as well. I thought Matty English worked really hard for them again. They wouldn't go away, would they? They just kept hanging on there. I thought I thought they frustrated us for times. And yeah, I think some of their tactics they, they did hold down. There was there was an awful lot of head assessments today, wasn't there? I know Ian Watson wasn't best pleased with it with some of them because I, I don't know whether they were legitimate or not only the Huddersfield sort of medical team will know that, but they did seem a lot of stoppages in the game and it, it was ugly at times, wasn't it? It wasn't the most prettiest game to watch, but this this sort of point in the season, it's all about getting the two points. Is obviously looking at that try, the Russell try. Do you think he was offside and with a kick through? A lot of fans around me thought he was offside. I've seen it a couple of times on on the highlights, and I think he was on. What do you think? I couldn't really tell from where I was sat, Rob. I was at the other end of the West End. I remember thinking from the angle, watching it live, he did look like he was in front, but it all happened so fast. 
well, sort of eighty yards away. You, you can't really tell, but um, it was uh, it was good build up for that for that, that Huddersfield try. They they, they they broke well there, didn't they? So uh, they cut us to pieces down the middle as well. And you know, it maybe looks slightly offside, but you just got to go with the referee's judgment on that. You've got two touch judges there in goal, judge haven't you? And they can't get a decision right between them. It's you know, there's not a lot you can do. It's not on 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 Sky. That you've got no benefits of, of, of big screen replays, have you? So you just got to go with the rest call on that. Yeah, so obviously we were trailing at that point, Paul, and you know pressure was building. But this Salford team has built a sterner stuff into it than than many Salford teams in the past. And we found something. We found a way of of of, of winning in pressure situations. The Mark Flanagan try, Jackson Hastings pass to him for me was forward. I know obviously we know we moan a lot about you know us not getting the rub of the green, but for me that try shows that. When you look in, you look in, and we got the try, which is all that matters. Yeah, well, I thought before that, moments, about 10 minutes or so, maybe five minutes before that, we had a try chalked off from Chris Wellham that I didn't think was a knock on. He said Chris Wellham had knocked the ball on in the end goal area when he went up for a high kick, and I thought he grounded that ball. The end goal judge, I think, had a word in the referee's ear there and, and, and disallowed that. So for me, there was nothing wrong with that. I thought he got the ball down really well, Chris Wellham. So swings around about sometimes, isn't it? I mean, it all happened so fast that I was too busy jumping up and down when Flanagan scored because it was um, it was so tense there. 66 minutes had gone there. So you've got 14 minutes left in a game where you were absolutely desperate to win the match. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the South and West Ham roof nearly came off there because the relief around the, around the ground when that, that try was scored was, uh, you know, it was unbelievable. Yeah, to be fair, Paul, they were pushing and pushing and pushing and to get the reward... That's a, a massive psychological boost in it, obviously, because you you don't be really putting that much juice in it and that much effort and not come away with something. So, you know, the, the try from Franken, you know, turn the game out in our favour, which is you know what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, and and you know we we needed that. We put the pressure in the first half. We snatched at quite a few chances, and I think. What almost I said to the players in the second half, you've got to be patient. You know, patience is the key sometimes and building pressure and Lola here's kicking game was really good, you know, forcing dropouts and you know, we forced quite a few there. And when you're that team defending, you know, drop out after drop out and set after set, you know, eventually it does take its toll on you, doesn't it? You know, fatigue sets in and then mistakes come. And I think that that's what happened with Dunsfield, really. We sort of ground them down there, gave them a lot, awful lot of work to do. And they coughed the ball up a few times on the first tackle because the pressure got to them, you know, the pressure situation then and you know, they're not used to dealing with that pressure because, you know, more often than not, they lose matches. That's why they're down at the bottom of the table. So when you play in a side like that, to me, you keep testing them, keep testing them, and, and then eventually they will crack. Yeah, but it shows to me how far we've come as a club that we can keep pushing the envelope and not drop off. And that, and that's, you know, we've saw we've seen many Salford sides in the past that knock on the door, knock on the door, and then spill the ball or, or do something outrageous and, and not score. But this one, you know... You could you could sense it. The the crowd were up, the players were up, and you could sense it coming. And obviously that Flanagan try for me was the game breaker. Um, obviously uh, Inu kicked a couple of penalties after that, uh, and then what a try from uh, Lola here! Lovely break from uh, Nia Levels, cuts his way through the Huddersfield defence, runs fully seventy yards, and to me it looked like he could have gone all the way. He had his ears pricked back. Uh, McGilvery was on his tail, uh, but he looked for Lola here. Found him. And he went under the post to uh, to finish the game for Salford. Yeah, he took, that came from a high high kick. As he took as well. He claimed a high kick there and went straight through, didn't he? So uh, play from higher levels there. And 
he probably would have liked to get over the line himself, being Super League's top try scorer, wouldn't he? But, um, you know, certainly laid the ball on there for two with here. And for me, that was the try of the game. That, that was an excellent try, that. And that just just sold the game up, really, if it hadn't have already been sold up by uh, by Christian Inu's penalty goals. I must say, he kicked two monstrous penalties today, did it from about 40 yards, 42 yards out. And, you know, he really did take his kicking boots with him today. And, you know, that, that took the pressure off us, that really, you know. And, when you need those penalty goals, it just just edge you, edge you out other teams. He, he did that today, and I thought he was excellent with the ball. And he's probably one of our best players today, Christian. Yeah, I suppose you know it shows how good Nile Levels is because obviously he makes the break. He knows he's Super League top try scorer. He's thinking if I put he, part of me must be thinking if I put put my ears back here and I get over, that's me Super League top try scorer award in the bank. So to obviously decide to give it to. Uh, Lola here shows what it's all about. It's team uh, above individuals, and 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 Evel showed that uh, by setting up uh, Lola here for the try. Yeah, certainly. Well, he's he's three tries up, isn't he? On is it the second place? So um, he's, he's still got a couple of tries in hand. But yeah, that's what it's all about. Every player I tell you that won't they? The team comes first, don't they? And I'm sure nine levels have had plenty more opportunities to score tries this season. There's four regular season games still going. You know, nine will be. There or thereabouts, he'll be amongst the try scores in those matches. Indeed, indeed, he will. And obviously, right at the end, uh, Christian in, intercepted uh, a hopeful uh, Huddersfield pass and crashed over uh, to secure the win. Like you said, 20 points uh, for Christian you Fantastic with his, with the boot. Really had some amazing runs as well. Ran over about five or six Huddersfield players at one point, uh, trying to clear the, clear our lines. And like I said before, he's a class act. Uh, in big moments, he comes to the party. Yeah, he did today. He certainly did. Yeah, he was he was he was monstrous going forward, wasn't he? You know, like you said, making a lot of ground there and trampling over Huddersfield defenders, leaving players in his wake. I thought Josh Jones was good today. In a way, I thought Huddersfield had done the homework on Jones. They must have watched his performance last week at London Broncos, where he ran all over the Broncos, didn't he? With his hot stepping, hot, hot stepping footwork. I mean, I compared him to somebody that had strictly come dancing in the, <laughs> the match match video because that's what he's like for such a big man. He's very good on his feet, and Huddersfield targeted him today. I thought they they kept putting men on him, but that gave other players that you know a bit more room and a, a bit a bit of a chance to play as well. So, uh, so yeah, he, he was excellent again as he is every week. Like you say, he's an eight out of ten more or less every week. Josh Jones and well, Huller see getting a very good player in there when they sign him next season. Yeah, Josh Jones, king of the jive. That's what uh, that's what you could call him of his <laughs> stepping. Uh, but it, you know, it shows if we've got we've got you know. A lot of players in this squad that are eight out of ten every week, and that's why we are where we are. Uh, and you know, it's it's a it's a pleasure to watch them every week. And you know, it's it's kind of like you start believing, don't you? you? Start thinking, you know, we could go all the way here if if the the stars align and you know, and we we get our you know a good run on uh, and and play some great rugby, you know, in the next few weeks, we've got quality players here that could win us a game if needs be. Yeah, yeah, it's in our own hands now. Four games to go, and you know, I can't help but thinking we're probably going to have to win all four of them, possibly, or at least three of them to get in this this top five. And you look at the we've we've tossed away really than games we should have won. You know, we could have been quite easily, comfortably in there. Now, you know, look at the magic weekend; we should have won that game against Stoke. And you've got the Saints away game, which we we should have won. Um, at least one of the Wigan games. Well, there's six points, and that'd have had us probably second in the table now. So, yeah, you know, we've still got the, the work to do, and you know, we've given ourselves a massive chance now. We really have. So we've just got to keep playing now, and 
and, and, and see where it takes us. You know, we might not get there, we might get there. I think a lot of it depends on if we can stay clear of injuries because our squad is paper thin, isn't it? You know, we've got about 23 players in the, in the squad compared to some sides who've got over, well over 30. So we've just got to keep those guys fit now and just hope for the best in these remaining yeah, weeks. Yeah, Ian Watson in his press conference said that we've got a few players coming back at the, at the right time of the season. So that's that's a good sign, I think, Paul. Um, well, Ken Seal's Ken back to full fitness and he could have played today, Ken. But yeah. I believe... Uh, so you know, picked other players over Ken Seal because he played well last week. So uh, that that's why that was a decision thing. But Ken Seal's back now, so he could feature next week. But would you drop out of the side today? I thought Darrell played really well today for us. Um, so it, it's going to be tough now. Jake Bibby was pretty good today. He knew he was good. Chris Wellam was good. You, your three quarter line had a had a really uh, really solid game today, didn't they? So it's going to be difficult for Kenny Seal to get back in the team. Yeah, obviously Ken Seal's another one, fantastic try scorer. Uh, and now he's, he's struggling to get back in. He obviously when he gets his chance, he's going to have to come and take it. And that's and that's the the best thing about it. if you've got quality in the squad and quality in the in the in the, you know people who aren't in the team. When they get the chance, they're going to have to give hundred percent and find something to to put their bookmark in in the team, isn't it? So it's only going to be good for for us as a club that you know we've got players who are itching to get back involved. The likes of Josh Woods, fit uh, George Griffin. You know, there's people on on the bench there, obviously looking. To, to, to get a place in this uh, starting uh, sort of 17 so you know they'll be chomping at the bit the players who have the shirts at the moment will be wanting to stay in the shirts because obviously this team is on a bit of a journey isn't it Paul and they want to be part of the, the fairy tale that might just unfold well yeah and like I said at the business end of the season now with four games to go you don't want to be part of that, that, that winning run don't you four games on the spin now you know next Saturday's um, a massive game now, isn't it, against Hull FC? I believe they've won this weekend. They beat Wakefield, haven't they? So uh, that's going to be a huge game now. And, um, you know, we've got to go right attitude again. And we played away from home this season. You know, you, you can't back against us. We've, we've got a really excellent chance. But, like, he's injured. Disappointing to see Tyrone McCarthy missing next week. I think he's failed his... Um, his head assessment. He took, I thought he took a bit of a, a forearm to the face, a bit of an elbow there. I thought it was a, an unfair challenge on him, and that's disappointing for Tyrone because he's been playing really well. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to watch this space, but I don't think he'll play next week, so that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Josh Johnson, Chris Wellen, and Ryan Lannan after the game, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Josh Johnson. Good win, that. Great win, mate, yeah. Um, Made it tough for ourselves at times, but it's good to get the win now, getting that top five. Yeah, definitely a very, very tough game on the field. Both sets of players really going at it. What was it like on the field? It was tough, mate. It was very intense. Um, you know, there were a few banged, banged up bruised bodies at the end of the game. But yeah, it was, it was good to get the win. Yeah, obviously fifth position now. Uh, how far can this team go, do you reckon? Yeah, I think we can go all the way, mate. Um, you know, the things that Watto's putting into us at training and everything that's coming from the senior boys and stuff it's everyone's buying into it so i don't see why we can't stay in that top five now yeah hull fc away on uh, on saturday win there and who, who knows what we can do who knows mate who knows i'm just enjoying the ride and um hopefully i can keep playing my part in these um these wins because i'm i'm loving it at the moment yeah big thanks to talk to us and everything so i'm joined by chris wellen good win that 
it was, yeah. Um, you know, it was a game that we had to win. Um, to get that, getting that fifth spot. We, want, we talked about that at the beginning of the year. We wanted to be in there, and we've won that. We're in, we're in the fifth spot now. It's in our hands. Yeah, obviously, another tough, com- competitive game. Both sides, you know, fighting it out. Very, very tough on the field today, wasn't it? It was, yeah. We knew they'd come here and, and put up a good fight. You know, they're, they're fighting at the other end of the table for a relegation battle, and they're one of the two points, just as desperate as we did. But um, luckily, we came out on top today. Yeah, up to fifth now in, in the league. You know, looking forward, Huddersfield, oh, sorry, Hull away next week. We win that, we put the pigeon, we put the cat amongst the pigeons there, don't we? We do, yeah. Uh, as we said earlier, it's in our hands now. You know, we're in fifth spot, everyone's played the same amount of games. So if we carry on winning and come putting results together, uh, come, come the end of the season, we're in fifth spot, it's in our hands. Yeah, super excited about the uh, next few games. I am, yeah, can't wait. Uh, I said our, our run of form has been really good, so there's no reason why we can't carry on. And obviously, your new contract as well, must be pleased you got it you know, over the line quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very happy with that. You know, as soon as, as soon as said they wanted to keep me Salford and uh, put an offer there to me, um, I signed it straight away and sort of a year sorted. Brilliant. Big thanks to talk to us on Devil in the Detail. Cheers, mate. So I'm joined by Ryan Lannon. Good win, that. Yeah, great win. We knew it'd be tough. Obviously, last time we had a big point to prove from the last time we played these. They embarrassed us to be fair down here, so it's good to get one back over on them. Yeah, it was a tough, competitive game. Both sets of players going at it. Hammer and Tong got all 80 minutes. What was it like on the field? Yeah, mate, it was real tough. The second half, like you say, it was a big arm wrestle fit, like back and forth, back and forth. Then they just cracked, and we just took advantage of it, and obviously got the win in the yeah. end. Obviously, we kind of learned from that because Salford, I always say, it's a game we don't usually win, but we won this kind of won this game today. Does that show how far this team? gone yeah like i've only been here for the last couple of months or so but then you can tell the difference from now to last year that the resilience in the team and stuff there's no one gives it up and like you say that we would have lost that game a couple of years ago maybe but we've come through the other side this time yeah fifth in the league obviously you know players coming back from injury confidence in the squad how far can this team go oh man this i can't tell you how far we can go that we've just been talking about there we're fifth now all the things just leaking up now to get these players cement our spot in the playoffs and who knows what can happen then yeah and you've come back extended your loan to the end of the season playing fantastically well yeah man i'm really happy just enjoying my rugby again now down here so that's the main reason i come back because i knew i'd enjoy it back here so i couldn't be happy to be here till the end of the season Alan. brilliant big thanks to talk to us in the devil in the detail so that was josh johnson um, Chris Wellen and Ryan Lannan talking to me Paul after the game and you know all three very very happy about the result uh, and fully focused for the next challenge yeah definitely it's nice to see confidence flowing through the side and just a special mention there to Josh Johnson who's coming <coughs> sort of well through the, the midway point of the season from, from the championship hasn't he and he's, he's not looked out of place at all I think we've said that a few times and I thought he ran really well again today Tackled really well. He's a very enthusiastic, a very willing runner as well. Strong bloke for, for you know the guy who's not the biggest, and he's doing really really well for us this season. And uh, you know, great to see him uh, with a smile on his face at the end of the game. Yeah, and he's like we've said before, Paul is an opportunity player looking for an opportunity, and that's what is it. This was what is at Salford for to get the the chance to play Super League. And if he continues the the way he's playing at the moment, Paul, there's no reason why he won't get a Super League contract at you know at Salford the Devils. You know. Like you said, he's, he's been playing fantastically well, running you know big sort of drives into into the sort of the defensive line, and you know that's what he wants in a big forward. He's got heart, he's got grit, and he's got passion, he's got commitment uh, to the cause, and you know he's a much uh, fantastic player for me, and uh, hopefully more to come. Yeah, he's a, he's a hungry young man as well, and I think that's a that's a recipe for success. That you've got hungry young players who are <coughs> excuse me are willing to learn and willing to put the bodies on the line every week and 
you got no egos about them. They just they just players who who are in to prove a point. And Ian Watson seems to be a master at signing those sort of players. And um, you know the amount of players he's transformed. And I think you've got to give what a lot of credit for, for what he's done there. He's he's almost like a sort of a school master in a way, a school teacher. The way he sort of looks after the players, you know, every every day. Jackson Ace, I think he said in an interview this week about how he's brought Jackson on as a person, uh, as well as a rugby league player. He's learnt a lot, and you know a lot. Of that, a lot of that must go down to. I don't know, like manners and how you are off the pitch as well, mustn't it? So uh, I think a lot of players respect Wattle for that. And, you know, you know the, the team spirit can't be questioned, can it? I think he does an excellent job off the field with the players. Yeah, it's culture, Paul. Ian Watson talks about building a culture at the club. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Players feed into the culture, buy into it and, and grow as people and grow as, as players as well. And, and that's what, you know, being a Salford Devils is all about. It's about growing, you know, into into the the team going into the sport and becoming the best, you know, rugby player you can be, both on and off the pitch. That, that's right, Robbie. You're absolutely bang on there. And I think sometimes a culture can't be built overnight, can it? It's something that can take it take a while, and it's got to embed. And you know, and years gone by, I'm not having a go at some of the players that have played for us, but you know, when when the when the big money's spent and. You know, it's like a revolving door. You've got players coming in, and are those players really committed to the cause, or just taking the money and not putting the, the, the cells on the line every week? I'm, I never like to question players, but you know, certain, we've had certain players, and we can we can all name them, can't we? They've come and you know not had the right attitudes, and, and it's not worked for whatever reason, and, and they've underachieved, haven't they? So it's good to see that culture now of players who who want to play for the for the shirt and who are willing to put their body on the line for Salford every week for the right reasons. Yeah, uh, Ian Watson was a very happy man after the uh, the match. Paul, you managed to speak to him, and this is what he had to say. Coach's corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me after that victory. Was was it frustrating that game? Because it was a really hard fought game. Did you feel that both sides? Obviously, for different reasons, a lot of tension in the game. Yeah, I thought they came to play, to be fair. They came with a real resilience to play with a load of energy and just try and stick in the game with us and see if they could break us. Um, so they kind of played an arm wrestle mentality of football. Um, but I'd have to say, we won them. We won large parts of the, the arm wrestle. I thought first half, we just weren't playing how we should have done against them. We were probably chasing the edge and making a few too many errors. So we spoke about that at half-time and then the boys went out there and they did what we'd spoke about at half-time and then they got the rewards later on as well. So it was having to be a little bit more patient with the way we approached it today. Um, the way we kind of approached London was a little bit different. We worked to attack them straight away from the beginning. Um, Huddersfield, we needed to be a little bit more patient to break them down. At 12 points to 10, and Mark Flanagan goes over that try. Was it? Yeah. I mean, you could you could sense the relief in the stadium there for that try. How relieved were you as the, as the coach? Oh, the, the, the pleasing thing for me was... A couple of sets before that, we just started to get a bit erratic, but then we calmed right down just before that. We kind of sent a message out, just calm down. It doesn't matter, we just keep getting repeat sets here, just be patient. And we, we sent that message out, and we kind of, we did, we, we looked like we were just a bit composed. We didn't then start forcing the ball, because we were forcing the ball and throwing a few little offloads, which we shouldn't have done. Um, but then, obviously, when Flash scores the try, it gives you the confidence saying, right, you've broken now. And then obviously we came back and we did that again. We got the um, penalty as well, so we opened it up to a six point. I thought in his kicking game, was, I was outstanding today. How important is it to get that message done? Because players can start to panic, can't they, and try yeah. and score on every set? Is it a, a case of being patient and just waiting for your chance to come? Yeah, they will come on. Yeah, they? I think that's credit to uh, Jack O'Toole, um, Joey, while he was out there as well, and Niall, 
because there was one where Niall got it out of the back and he could have forced it and threw it, but he didn't. He just took the tackle. And that's that little bit of patience rather than just trying to bat it on and it ends up going out of touch and then you feel deflated because you've not scored and you've made an error on the back end of it. What we did was we just completed our sets and we, we built into the game the right way in the second half. Two Ilala here as well, short kicking game. We've mentioned that yeah. last couple of weeks, haven't we? Those, those sort of, when you get in the dropouts, Huddersfield's heads were, weren't dropping, but it's pretty more, yeah. more and more pressure. You must be pleased with them against well, them. We well, we are the best team in the Super League for getting repeat sets and scoring tries on the back end of it. So we've spoke about that about building pressure and that's that patience that we speak about about it doesn't matter if we have to play the full set six out and then try and get repeats and we get repeats it doesn't matter because we are one of the best teams at turning them repeat sets into points I thought Tui injected himself in at the back end of the game when it was it when it was nip and tuck to be fair um, he was struggling to play this week he'd been ill so and he, he did look lethargic and flat at times as well, but he came up with the right players at the back end of the game for us, which it, which is what big players do. Do you think sometimes it, it was difficult because it was hard to get a roll on because the game was very stop-start, wasn't yeah, it? I don't think I've ever seen a game with as many head tests in it, you yeah. know, and head assessments as, yeah. as that one. No, it's a scruffy honest, sort of game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll be honest, I have questioned a couple of them, to be honest, because Adam O'Brien comes off with an head head knock he walks straight past us and there's nothing wrong with him the doctor's not got hold of him the physio's not got hold of him just letting him walk off and then he comes back on anyway later on which it kind of looked like that was what's happening if you've got a player like Matty English coming off and he's really struggling he was concussed there's a difference there mm. but for me there was a fair few stoppages today which kept stopping the game and whether it was a ploy by them to make it slow because of how quick we got the probably the game speed at that time um, whether it was a plight, I don't, I don't know, only they can tell you, but to be fair, it's ended up getting us, we've got the result. How's Lee Mossop doing? He looked like he was struggling again before the game. Did he have a fitness test before the game? Oh, no, no, he's got a different protocol than everybody else now. Oh, so, right, OK. Yeah, so he has to, we, do, we go a different way about warming him up, so what the SNC are very good at and the medical team here is kind of... Well, I was going to say, I've seen him every week doing yeah. his own walk before the game. Yeah, he's got a different one now, so there's a few places who've got different ones. Must come with the like age, that one. Um, but yeah, no, he was fine for the game. Um, all good he's got a little bit of a knock um, at the moment but I think he'll be fine the ones who look worst are obviously Tyrone who will miss next week because of the concussion um, Gil Dudson and Jacko actually as well the so. Tyrone McCarthy one did look like a sort of a stray elbow in his yeah. face that, that's another one that's frustrating for you as a coach yeah. isn't it well, it's, we're getting penalised for stupid things like competing for a ball in the air on a kick chase which Wellham's going for the ball and he's coming up with the ball half time but he keeps getting penalised mm. um, and we've given probably about six penalties away from that but I don't want him to stop doing that I want him to compete for the ball because mm. I want to get some of the tries that we have got from the kicks from the kick chase but the game's going to look at it because they're taking the contest out of the game at the moment with that as well it's, it's a poor area of the game for me and it needs to be better How close is Ken Seo to returning? I saw him yeah. on the side today is he fit now? Yeah no he was fit for this week um, had a decision to make this week um, I was dead honest with Kenny um, that in the past I've probably just put him straight back in there he was probably available for the London game but we felt he just needed to get a few more weeks under his belt of training um, this week would have been really tempting to put him in and I spoke with Darrell about that and just said um, obviously on the performances from last week um, Darrell was probably the one who was probably on the periphery um, but he's he understood what, what I was asking of him to do this week and I thought he's generally done that as well, which is he's been error-free coming out of yardage. He's made good dents in the line to get us on the front foot as well. Um, and then defensively, he was good at times today as well. Four games left now in the regular season. Do you approach these like, I was going to say cup ties, but more like cup finals now, aren't they? Because 
you've got you're probably gonna have to win all these games or at least three of them to, to make this top five. Yeah, well that was that was an arm wrestle mentality game there today, which will probably be good for us going forward um, to have that game because that's what the games are going to be like now at the back end of this year. Everyone's going to be fighting for a top five finish. Um, we go to Hull this week. We've got ourselves in fifth position now. We want to try and keep hold of that now. We'll see where some of the guys get with injuries, but we want to attack that game positively to try and win that game. Looking forward to Hull FC next week. Yep. That's going to be a tough game. They like to throw the ball around. Yep. Uh, our away form's good, in it? Seven wins this, this season. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a tough test for you next Saturday. Yeah, oh no, sure it will. Um, for that set, they've started to pick up um, some decent results and we know what their strengths are. Their edges are very strong and they try and play with them and they try and play real fast through the middle. So it's up to us to make sure that we do our job. Thanks very much for speaking to us, Ian. Good, Good luck next week. Yeah, cheers, mate. So that was Ian Watson talking to yourself after the game, Paul. Uh, very happy with the result. Yeah, he certainly was, yeah. I got the impression that there was a sort of a glint in Ian Watson's eye this week. He, he looked very excited to me. He, he's very grounded, isn't he? Very calm. What are we? Doesn't really let his emotions run away with him. But he had a big smile on his face after the game. I think he's excited. I think all the players are. I think they're excited at what they can achieve this season. They've got to keep their feet on the ground and, and take each game as it comes because, you know, one defeat could, could derail the season. I mean, a defeat today could have really derailed the season and put us on the back foot. And the same next week, Hull, if we were to lose that game, it puts us behind the eight ball going into the last three games. So he knows there's an awful lot of work to be done. But you know the, the, the team is building momentum now, you know, four wins on the spin. And um, it, it's great to see. Yeah, he, he talked about winning the tension uh, battle because obviously there's pressure on both sides, isn't there? At both ends of the table, Salford looking to you know cement their place in the playoffs, and Huddersfield only two points off the, the relegation. And he thought our, our boys dealt with the pressure better than Huddersfield did in the end. Yeah, I think we do. It's like we said before. I think we um, we we applied the pressure, didn't we? At the right time in the game, we were patient, and a lot of it at this time of the year is about being patient. You know, you snatch at chances and. You know, get impatient in games. You, you'll blow it. You'd have to score in every play. Sometimes teams are guilty of that, aren't they? You know, throwing the ball all over the place, and that's when mistakes come in, and, and you can get game-changing situations. So we, to me, we we just scored at the right time. That 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 Flanagan try was it was just the right time. And after that, Huddersfield seemed to get frustrated. Then they can penalty, can penalty they concede. I think very petulant, really. The Huddersfield team were in possession. He sort of threw the ball at Joey Lovesick, and that to me. Handed Salford the game on a plate, really, because we kicked that goal and it put us eight points in front. So, uh, so yeah, it is about being patient and, and, and taking your chances and, and managing the game as best as you can. Yeah, it's about patience, Paul. But then there's also making sure that when you do get repeat sets, it's about building the pressure and coming away with something. Ian Watson, in his interview, says he's, he thinks this Salford team is one of the best in the leagues at that. Uh, and I have a tendency to agree with him as well. I think, you know, like you said, we show patience. Uh, and I think it's coolness and calmness I think under pressure as well that's a massive thing as well because obviously the more you go to the well you more ex the more you expect to get some water and you have to go back two or three times to eventually get the bucket to get the water Ian Watson knows his team can do that he certainly does and he's good with his stats all water you know because uh, when he said that about um, scoring tries and, and from dropouts and things like that he'll know exactly about that that stat you know because uh, he does all his stats and his records. He knows exactly where we're up to. He really does his fingers on the ball and stuff like that. So as soon as he said that, my ears pricked up. Yeah. I mean, he knows his stuff. But no, that's good to see because I think since Tuilola here's come in, you know, that, that sort of short kicking game, I think I mentioned it last week, we both spoke about it. His, his short kicking game has been excellent, I think. And, uh, you know, that, that does it. He does help us out. He's took a bit of pressure off Jackson Aces, I think, as well. 
that was long here last couple of weeks and allowed Jackson that a bit more freedom and you saw it again for him today he almost uh, burst through a couple of times again today looked really really dangerous and uh, oh, it was a very good result today Rob very good yeah. result I think it's, it's the, the sharing of the responsibility I think with Jackson Aitens if you notice a lot a lot of here calls for the ball in, in towards the end of the set in, in pressure cooker mode, you know when a little kick through, like you said, he's got a good kicking game, and he has no, he knows he's got the ability to put that ball on on a on a sixpence if it needs be. And obviously, Jackson Aitens is Jackson Aitens, he is world class. But it's great to have a foil that you know teams don't know which way we're going to go, and the quality is there either way. So that's why we're doing what we do at the moment and putting teams uh, you know under the pump like we did against Sutherfield today. Yeah, I think another string that he's got to his bow, uh, to be honest, here is his defence. I thought he defended really well again today. He, you know, he, he can put a big shot in when he needs to as well. He's a very strong defender, and uh, no, very impressed with him again today. Another, uh, another performance. Yeah, I think I, I say I think it's important if your ass can def- can defend because a lot of pe- teams defend teams attack your edges, don't they? To try and you know put sort of tire them out, and like you said, he's, he is good in defence. Uh, so there's no uh, there's no turnstile there, is he? Is he's certainly a big defender, um, and teams don't know that he's, he's not going to be uh, pushed around uh, by anyone, is he? No, not at all. Like you said, t- teams do target halfbacks in particular, don't they? You know, sometimes your halfbacks when you're you're defending, they'll be having a bit of a breather, won't they? And you know, you expect your you forwards to do do the defensive work and. When the ball goes out wide, he's three quarters. So, but but to have half backs who, who can defend well, he's definitely a plus point. He definitely, sometimes he can be a weakness in defence, can't they? But you know, to be all here is far from that. He's an excellent defender. Yeah, uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Colin Reynolds, patience pays dividends. Uh, his man of the match was Inu. Uh, Pete Brader, great team effort. Um, his man of the match was Inu. Uh, Nathan Archer, uh, weirdest game ever. And his man of the match was Inu. He's a bit. He's right because obviously it was it was close and it was you know both teams going at it, but it wasn't kind of you know action packed. It was more of a grind, wasn't it? I thought. So the stoppages, mate. How many stoppages were there in that match? Um, you know, for injuries and Huddersfield going off, and every time Huddersfield player went off for head test or whatever, why didn't he go off via the in goal area and walk around the pitch instead of trekking all the way across the pitch? And sort of wasting time. It was as if they were just like sort of playing for time, you know, in, in the in the game. It, their tactics seemed really strange to me. They were very sort of negative tactics, and the crowd were getting riled by it as well. So it, it was it was a, a real strange game, and it, you know, I think they did everything to just come and upset us really, didn't they? And take us out of our rhythm. They didn't want to let us play, and you know, I think we did very well to to capitalise against that and, and sort of defeat that. Yeah, Simon Woodford, the uh, the coach, were going off his head. Most of the time, um, but yeah, you should get a camera on him really because he's, he's he's fantastic entertainment. But that, I suppose that's great passion for a coach. You know, I don't know how it how it works being a player whether you want to see your coach sort of ripping his hair out on the sidelines. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, really. Well, I think he's got a bit of pressure on him, Simon Wolford, hasn't he? Uh, you know, they're down there, at the bottom end of the table, and you know they had a terrible result last weekend to lead. You know, they got stuff before points to nil and. You know, London, fair play to them. They're keeping, they're keeping battling, aren't they? they for, by all accounts, were quite unlucky last night against Castleford. They were 6-4 up at half-time. And was a cash just run away with it in the second half. But London are looking like they can win games, whereas at the moment, Huddersfield and Wakefield, they're, you know, they're really in and out, aren't they? So, uh, you know, that relegation trapdoor is still there. I mean, you'd, you'd have to say now London are probably 
odds-on favourites, but they do have to play Hulk, Leeds and Wakefield in the last three games. So, you know, he, he's, I think there's still a couple of twists there. I think London have still got a couple of wins in them. So if, you was, if I was Huddersfield as a supporter, I'd be, I'd be pretty worried. Yeah, it's all, it's all still a mixer down down that end of the, the table, Paul. It's just fantastic. We could, we're away from that and we can watch and enjoy the drama unfold because it's, it is dramatic, but when you're involved, it's it can be quite scary, can't it? Yeah, it certainly can, Rob. You know, I think it's rugby league's like that, isn't it? Especially the Super League this season. It's it's a good year because I don't think there's been a lot between any of the teams. Really, you've, you've seen London Broncos beat St. Helens twice. Um, I mean, they've only lost three games all season, St. Helens, and two of them have been against London. So it has been a, one of those seasons where anyone on the day can probably beat anyone. So that I've been following as well. If you look at the NRL in Australia, I mean, how many different sides have won? You know the, the Australian League over the last sort of twelve years. I think nearly all the teams have won that 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 grand final. So um, that's what you're striving for in this country, you know, where anybody can start. You know, I think if you go to that, it would be the ultimate thing. That, but you know, at the moment, it's going that way. You know, we, we've got more sides, and if we can get into that top five as well, it's another another new face in there. And uh, no, I'm all for that. I'm all for uh, other, other sides doing well as well. I think it'd be good for the sport as well because you don't want the same teams winning the same stuff no. week in week out, there, But and no year in year out, you know what I mean? It'd be good if you know if, if we did find somewhere in the next few years to to kick us on to that next that next level and compete in you know cup finals and uh, you know Super League playoffs. It's it's a journey we're on here, and I can, you can see it. You can see the the you know the end of the the road there. Uh, it's just a matter of getting there, isn't it? And, Hopefully, you know, investment and Ian Watson picking the right players and upgrading the players that he's got now with are leaving. Uh, who knows how far we can go? It's just a journey. Whether we finish in the playoffs this year, you're hoping that we will because obviously we're playing fantastic with the league and we're playing really well and the players are all fully, you know, focused and and fit. Um, it's, it's a journey and hopefully we'll we'll it'll all end up with a, a playoff spot which will then start the 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 leg the next leg of our journey uh, into um you know beyond the Super League and who are who knows what might happen next yeah I, I always try and look at it as a week is a very long time in rugby league Robert a lot can just well we supporting Salford's a long time so anything can change in, in seven days you don't know what's around the corner so I don't have to look too far ahead really so yeah just keep taking each game as it comes and you know whatever happens happens in the top five and then we'll obviously we'll look at next season then but at the moment I'm just enjoying this, this this run that we're on, you know, four wins on the spin and we played some good rugby league in that time as well. So uh, let's just enjoy it and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, uh, next one is Matt Gilray. Grit, determination, desire. His uh, man of the match was Inu Lola here. Um, he says he's following it uh, from Spain on his Twitter, uh, which is good. Imagine, imagine you know, celebrating Salford's uh, win uh, in sunny Spain. Uh, so hello Matt hope you're enjoying your holiday uh, Rob uh, doing it tough is man of the matches uh, Christian Inu uh, Natalie Taylor spoilers don't prosper like you said Huddersfield taking making all kinds of tactics to slow the game down uh, Inu Paul Foster uh, grinded that one out Inu and finally, finally or not finally Matt not the prettiest Inu Colin Wilson hard earned win Inu uh, Martin uh, Huddersfield very cynical is man of the match with Inu and finally, uh, Chris Brogg's heart, liver, kidneys in mouth, uh, and his man of the match was Inu. But I think Inu's won the uh, the three-word match reports, man of the matches, I think, this week. And, you know, rightly so, 20 points. Um, you know, couple of, you know one, one great try, fantastic kicks. 
you know what 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 else can you say? Great player. Ah, uh, liver kidneys in mouth. That's five words. I know, but it? you put it in one. You put it all in one. Oh, right, that's all right. Well, I, think, I agree with him there. I was a bit like that today. I've not been that tense uh, match for for a long time, and the relief on my face when uh, well, Matt, well, not the Matt Flanagan tried the two lolly here one for me. It was. Oh, it was great. It really was such a relief. But no, I thought just going back to what the the listeners said there, I thought Inu played really well today. You know, I've, I've been a bit suspect of him. I'm not like a, a massive. Well, I don't want to say I'm not a massive Inu fan. I, I, I've not been that impressed with him in certain games. But I think the last couple of weeks, I think he's really stepped up. I thought he played really well at London Broncos last week, and I thought he did really well today. And obviously, easy for a contract, isn't it? Nobody knows where he's going to sort of next. Very useful player, very good goal kicker as well. So, uh, you know, um, I've perhaps changed my opinion on him now. I want to stay. Yeah, I think I'm have to walk out with Christian Inu rather than Tyrone McCarthy after today. Your new favourite. My new favourite. Yeah, I think you know he just he shows classy moments in big pressure moments, and and that's and that's what we before we sign players who haven't been able to deal with the pressure when it comes on top, and a few moments in the season. Where he's remember the uh, the Nile Evels try at St Helens where he offloads it and Evels runs eighty yards to score. Um, it was a moment was it Ulkington oh, Rovers where he kicked short and he managed to kick, managed to catch the ball and stay in the field of play uh, when 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 the pressure was on. You know, little moments make make the big difference in 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 this in this league and he's one of them players that that can do it. That's as find something, you know, to to make a positive outcome. Um, and for me, yeah, he's he's he can, he's my, my new favourite now, Paul. I think. On his day, he's a very talented player. Isn't he? Very talented player. He can he can do things that you know not all players can do. You know, he's got that in his locker, hasn't he? You know, to to do that 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 brilliant piece of, that brilliant piece of skill. He's a skillful player, isn't he? And, you know, he proved that. You know, he's got a good track record in the in the NRL in Australia as well. So and he's quite a cool guy off the pitch as well when you see him uh, come out. And I believe he's married to a, a French supermodel, apparently, I found out last week. So uh, I have seen him driving about in his little French French car. He's got like a Fiat, I think, hasn't he? He drives about. So he's a, he's a cool guy, isn't he, Christian? Isn't he? I love Star Wars as well. I, I believe so, yeah. I think, I think you told me that. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking something about that if we grab him for an interview next time. Yeah. So that was our uh, review of the Huddersfield win. Um, we've got no news, have we, Paul, really? Because we're doing this Sunday night. Um, so, any sort of big news, keep your eye on the... Uh, well, what do you want me to do with the amateur report? Do you want the amateur report putting out on its own uh, this yeah. week? Because I won't be doing that till tomorrow. Yeah, just put it out, put on, the, out. on the Facebook and the Twitter. People will, people will, uh, will listen to that, I think. Um, so, we've got no news. You're going to do the amateur report. Uh, and, uh, yeah... What we'll do now is we'll look forward to the the whole game on uh, on Saturday. It's time for the double the details. Big match review. So, Solbury Devils travel to Hull FC on Saturday. Paul, four on the spin, confidence high as a kite. Uh, you know, who knows what might happen? Yeah, Hull are quite. A, they've got some talented players in this squad as well, and they've, uh, they've impressed me this season when I've seen them. Uh, they've got good, good half backs, haven't they? Mark Sneed, Albert Kelly, there, Jake Connor. They've got some classy players, haven't they? And they've got some, you know, some size and, and pace out wide as well. So they're, they're going to be dangerous at home. They're quite a 
quite a force to be reckoned with on the home ground at the uh, KCOM Stadium. It's going to be a very tough game. It's a funny kickoff time. Well, I think it's a five o'clock kickoff, isn't it? Next Saturday, a tea time game. I don't think we're on Sky, are we? So I'm not so sure why that game is on at uh, that sort of time. But no, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be a, a tough game. I think we, we had a hard game against them there. Um, number of weeks ago didn't we when we came back in that, that crazy game there and we almost won it at the end didn't we almost snatched it so uh, I think we're going to have to be better this time around I think Hull are playing, you know, playing pretty well aren't they I watched them in the semi-final a few weeks ago against Warrington they were pretty unlucky in that game so they're, they're no mugs and they're, they're sort of looking up the table themselves as well Yeah Hull have some fantastic players in that side as well like you said Mark Sneed Jake Connor Scott Taylor Danny Houghton you know the hooker you know always has a good game against us we're going to have to keep an eye on him. And then you've got Gareth Ellis as well. Uh, Mark Minicello, who I think he's retiring this season, always a, a sort of a workhorse second role for Hull. You know, they've got some quality players in that side, uh, but we have some quality players in our side, so it's going to be an interesting battle between the two. Yeah, they've got some good outside backs as well, haven't they? You know, that's Talano, Tomb of Harvey, uh, one or two others who, whose names escape me. But, you know, Jamie Shaw, the fullback, is a very good player, isn't he? A very quick player as well. The, the halfbacks that we mentioned, yeah, and Jake Connors, a, 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 isn't he? he's probably going to be featuring for Great Britain at the end of this. He's, uh, he's a good character, him, I think. He's He's got a bit of an edge to him, hasn't he, Jake Connors? You know, he's a, he'll be a bit mouthy on the pitch, and you know, sometimes you, you need that, don't you? And he, he fires his side up there, as you mentioned, Scott Taylor, Gareth Ellis. I'm, I'm delighted to see Gareth Ellis. Cal, you know, he's older than us, isn't he? He's about 30, 38, 39, so... Uh, <laughs> He, he's doing really well, but what a great pro he's been throughout his career. He's been fantastic. You know, you know whenever he's played Leeds, uh, when he was at Wakefield, Hull, you know, time in Australia with West Tigers. What an ultimate pro he is! I mean, he's one of those guys that you go over to Australia and uh, and they really respect him. He's like Morley, isn't he? And, and um, James, those sort of his Burgess, they really are respected in, in Australia. I mean, not many players can go over there and. And, and have that said about them, Elliot White, and he's another one at Canberra now at, at the moment. So there is a, sort of a, a group of these players who've gone over there in the last decade and, uh, and done really well. So I'm very pleased for him. But no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult game for us, and we have to think about. I don't know whether he picked up a few knocks this week. As I said before, McCarthy's out, and Gil Dudson's had a bit of a bang as well. And you know, let's hopefully the, we, we've got a full full sort of strength side to, to go out there and, uh, and take hold on next week. Gareth Ellis, old nuts. Make it sound like we're spring chickens here, Paul. But yeah, it's, it's going to be, like you said, he's, he's, he's a fantastic, been a fantastic pro, hasn't he, for, for so long. Fantastic player and, you know, still doing it for Hull, um, even, if, even after all these years. Um, looking forward to Hull, Paul. Don't know your, does your weather app go a week in advance, Paul? Do you know? When I looked at it the other day, it just said rain. Yeah. For the next 10 days. But, I mean, today, I, 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 a little girl, we went to the match, you know, about you know, getting, taking your raincoat with you. She sort of looked at me and went, Daddy, it's going to be all right, the weather now. I said, look outside, it's chucking it down. But when we got to, to Salford, it was okay. It seemed quite dry, so and I don't think it rained all It's always lucky. We escaped it, but it does say rain all week. And I mean, home's not the most sort of glamorous place in the world, is it? So my advice would be to take your cagoule with you on Saturday. Yeah, 18 degrees, Paul. So I think, I think it might be cagoule day. On Friday, um, what's your score prediction? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, I've not done one yet because oh. it's on his right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like you say, a lot of it depends on the weather, doesn't it? Um, so I think, you know, 
Well, uh, while you're Hold thinking... To, you, you, go first. you go first. So, I'm going to go... I'm thinking four on the spin. Our confidence is, is flying. Um, I remember last time we played all, the uh, Ian Watson was bitterly disappointed with the, with the performance uh, the players putting in that. I think it was the first half. He was raging, in fact. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, Ian Watson will have a little word in the players' ears. Even though you know we were disappointed against Hull, uh, sorry Huddersfield the last time round, the players responded. So they're going to have to respond again uh, when they go to Hull uh, next week. So I'm going to go Hull ten, Salford. 38 38 10 38 10 38 10 and I'm going for Lola here there we go 38 10 38 10 Lola here to score a hat trick that's my prediction well I'm going completely left field to you mate oh, yeah. I'm going to go Hull 18 Hull 18 Salford, 19. Ooh. Jackson Hastings is going to drop the goal to win the match. Hastings drop goal. We've not dropped a goal all season, I believe, haven't we? We've not dropped one all well, season. Yeah. Will it be golden point drop goal or will it just be drop goal, standard drop goal? Does that count for the Nandos? Does it not matter? To the just point. Score. It's a good question. We never, we, never, we never thought about this. Well, I remember on it. I think it was Chelsea a few years ago when they won the Champions League. Yeah. Because they won on penalties, they didn't pay me out because they said, <laughs> said the bet was in uh, 90 minutes. I was like, no. I, I think so, we. Uh, I think it's probably we'll probably we'll, we'll, what we'll do. We'll, we'll include the drop. We'll include the uh, the golden point because it might not necessarily be a drop goal. It might be a, a try, might it? At the yeah. Time. Not in this. Not in your situation, but it, it, it might. It might. Well, it'll be well well won by 80 minutes in my in my 38. 10 predicts and we won't need golden point extra time we'll win that game but I think if you get the score right it doesn't matter whether it's in normal time or extra time yeah. we're having that Nando's out we look at Nando's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh, and, and, and best thing to, I know season ticket holders get a discount don't they at the Nando's yeah. at the um, the uh, what was it the chill factor chill factor which is which is good um, yeah. which is another incentive if it, if it was you know for the stars to align and us to get our uh, our Nando's. Before I forget as well, what about this quiz? We do. Who we were supposed to be doing today at the Huddersfield game? Totally game forgot again. Um, yeah. Because they'll have to. I could just pick a name out, but that wouldn't be fair, would it? I need no, to do, we need to do it properly at the game. We'll do it at the Warrington one. game, eh? Yeah. I keep we keep kicking it back, but no, honestly, next 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 home game or ne- next game, we get a chance. We'll do it. I'll I'll get it organised. What I'm going to do is. I'm going to um, give people till Wednesday to add their list to our top fans uh, league, we'll call it. Uh, people who like and share. And what we'll do is um, I'll write all the names down, um, put them all in a big app, and then you can pick the winner. And then we'll do it on the video. What do you think? Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, sounds good to me, mate. Brilliant. So that's what we'll do. That's the plan. So you've got till Wednesday. So like and share. The, the the podcast and the match reports and the previews and you might be putting the hat for two Salford shirts or one well one one for each winner it but two prizes is that right Paul? Yeah, we've got two shirts. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a plan then. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Paul, another great show. 
Yeah, enjoyed it, mate. Enjoyed it. You enjoy your uh, your holiday. So you're not going to Hull this Saturday, then? Uh, well, I didn't know that was. I didn't realise it was it was Saturday. I thought it was Friday night. So there is half a chance I might get there, depending on what time we've got to come back from the caravan. Really, I haven't really spoken oh. to the person of you know the person who owns the caravan yet. We should be having this chat off air, really. From <laughs> the kind of conversation we do have, but. Playing our week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep well, in touch and let me know, mate. But you, you, Kate and Rory, have a, have a good holiday. Yeah, I will. I will. Like I say, it's um, in, the, in the middle of nowhere. No Wi-Fi signal or internet signal. Um, so this gives me a, a social media blackout for a week, Paul. So that's your, your our responsibility on the old podcast Facebook page now to, to make sure any, any breaking news that you're the man who puts it up, not me this time. Yeah, just depending whether I've got my head under a boiler. <laughs> so if, if I have, you'll have to wait a bit no, later. No, for no the pressure, news. Paul. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> well, that's why the wife picked it. To be fair, because she, you know, she, oh, she says, "Oh, you're always on the, you know, you're always on your internet." You then obviously picks a caravan in the middle of nowhere, so you can't get a, get any signal. Hopefully, there'll be no massive pieces of news this week, so we uh, we won't miss, well, I won't miss anything. Well, transfer deadline day is done as well, yeah, isn't it? So that's another thing. That's another thing. That uh, we waited for, waited for, but never came. <laughs> but I suppose it's one of yeah. the things in it. We're up the league. It's you know, it's sometimes you get transfers in, sometimes you don't. Um, and we we decided to wait, didn't we? Because we thought, no, now look, we do one, and then we'd go and sign, I don't know, Sonny Bill Williams or something. You know what I mean? So decided to uh, to to gamble and wait, and it didn't come off. But it's one of the things in it. I, suppose. I, I heard somebody. Did you say that on Facebook where somebody said that they'd seen they'd seen Sonny Bill Williams at Birch Services? <laughs> I can't remember what Facebook page it was on. I can't remember who wrote the comment, but whoever wrote the comment, you know, congratulations. That that made me laugh. Made us chuckle. And Ian Watson in his car. That was that was another one. I thought that was quite good. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. Big thanks for for you know for tuning in. Another great show, Paul. Um, I've been Ron Parkinson. That's been Paul Whiteside. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and radio contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.